0: what's up everyone welcome to episode 30 of i am the podcast now the conversational podcast where we talk about anything and everything but mostly video games i'm your host aldo aka bleak alongside me in this virtual space is jonathan aka j rabbit Ooh. i mean what's up everyone what's going on old man we also have the very Handsome Mark, aka Dusty Surface. <laughs>
1: <Good afternoon, guys. laughs>
0: What's up? What's up, man? And we have a we have a nice surprise, nice treat for everybody. I want to welcome back the very talented special Andrew, aka Calvin got a job.
1: I appreciate Ooh. Thank you. that was a very nice introduction. Thanks guys hey, for having what? me back on. Thank you for, thank you for being here.
0: Yeah, we're very excited to have you back, bro. Welcome back. It's been, man. We haven't had you on like since the first year we've been around. Yeah, it's been, we're been already a while. in year two. I, I
1: think I, last time I hopped on was uh, I think it was like your holiday sp- edition one or something. Oh. I, I popped on just to say hi and talk about what I was thankful for and, you know.
0: Yeah, we 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 called you out of the blue as a guest spe- uh, guest uh, person. person. Yes, I guess. yes.
1: <laughs> that 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 was fun. I I, I appreciate the invite back on especially during a pandemic this, this social, uh, this is, this, this time to get you know, talk to friends is, 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 you know, something I look forward to. So appreciate it guys.
0: Of course, man. Well, everyone's in for a treat today because part of the reason why we have Chang on, we're just, uh, we're just using him now. Uh, he's, (laughs) we're actually, today we're going to be exploring the non-video game, uh, sector of this podcast. And we're actually going to be focusing on some, big boy stuff like uh stocks we're gonna actually be talking the stock game um we invited andrew just not not just because we love him but because he's well versed i would say in the realm of the stock game and stocks have been somewhat of a as of lately i would say almost like a trend right something that a lot of people are are hopping on uh during this time or during the pandemic for for many reasons right but i think in light of like the you know GameStop and Dogecoin and all this hype revolving these stocks that kind of went viral reddit investors. Um, there's a lot of interest the, the reddit investors right the wall street bets there's a lot of interest there's a lot of hype around stocks and you know now is a time that a lot of people who had always kind of been interested in stock in stocks are actually making the jump and so we thought it'd be good to have Chang come on and sort of answer a lot of questions that we have, right? Because we're we're pretty new to this, or anyone who's listening is interested or new to it. Um, even if you're not, it might still be a good listen because there's a lot of there's a lot to explore uh, in the in the world of investments, not just stocks, right? And when we talk crypto or you know stock options or whatever you want to talk about, there's a lot to talk about. There, a lot to unpack. So we're gonna kind of keep it as simple as we can right and kind of make it like almost like a investments like one-on-one type talk um but with that said you know i, I want to start with so you know Chang, i want to start with you um i my question for you first is i guess a little bit of background man how long have you been like how long have you been investing and what got you in, into investing because i'm i'm curious actually i don't i, have, I don't even think i really know
1: that. um that's a good question. Um, I started investing now. I think for about a good five years, um, and I started off like very passively and conservatively. Because again, like when you're new to the stock market and you're putting money into a into a potential company or um, a stock that you don't know much about, there's fears. Because like I, you know, when 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 you're playing around the market, like the first thing that you do when you don't know very much is you kind of panic. Um, based on the ebbs and flows of the market, uh, but I've been doing this for five years. Past, uh, passively actively in the last probably year and a half, two years. Um, more so now in the last year, um, especially since the pandemic started. Like I've, I've definitely been a lot more um, active in the market just because of all the ebbs and flows and the opportunities. So, um, I think I started trading uh, in 2016, and then in the last two years is when I really picked up how much money I put in the market into my portfolio. So, um, it's been a while now, I think.
0: Right. So giving you enough time to kind of learn the ropes right feel a little bit more confident and sort of not secure but yeah just confident in your moves right yeah. the plays you're making yeah and sort of learning the the different trends and you know and following your gut yeah um so yeah i mean i just also like a little bit of context uh i have so andrew got me into stocks i would say probably like last year march of last year um he was when the market crashed at the beginning of the pandemic and him and you know one of our other former cast members uh goots right or tinky winks as we call him he's the guy who says in the in the intro of the podcast as i'm the podcast now he's also you know into investing you two really kind of inspired me or pushed for me to kind of get started in march now my history with it was i've always been interested in it i've always wanted to learn it because i know it's a, a a really good like vehicle to build wealth right to to, so, to kind of establish future, you know future like security if you play it right correct. right or you correct you know some people might think a lot of people think like oh i can get rich quick often i guess essentially you can it's not yeah it's not always easy and likely and we'll kind of get into that but my point is that when i first got into it, it, it last year it was very daunting right it's very intimidating And so before that, I was always kind of like, I want to do it, but it's, it's scary. It's a, it's, it's always been kind of like a mysterious thing to me. But, um, when, as soon as I jumped into it, right. And, and started, um, investing started small, like you said, um, it, it all kind of started coming to me and it was still a little bit scary and still at times is a little bit, you know, intimidating. Um, I guess, what advice would you have for, People who are like on the cusp, people who are interested and I've always wanted to learn about it, but haven't made the jump to either, you know, find a, a broker or find some kind of app or whatever to start trading. Or if they have and still haven't really made moves yet, like what would be your advice to those people who are like about to do that? Yeah, people like
1: me. <laughs> well I I the first thing I'd say is never too late to start. Uh, I, I think a lot of people sometimes when when they look at the market it's intimidating because there's a lot of just information and and uh there's a lot of indexes you can follow and and companies you can invest in and it's not even just companies there there's there's things like ETFs and um SPACs and all these other all, all these other like you know acronyms that we we use in the, in the in the when you're investing but it's never too late to start to and to learn right um and at the end of the day like you don't you don't need to to invest Hundreds and thousands of dollars, like you you hear when you you know watch like CNN or or CNBC or all these other like you know stock experts. Um, you can start with five bucks. There's a lot of applications out there nowadays that allow you to invest like five ten bucks uh, to start with, just kind of dip your you know your, your toes in the water to kind of test out and see how it works. That's how I got started, right? So I actually started with Stash like five years ago. And stash's platform was known to, to allow you to buy portions, like fractions of a share of a company. So like for example, like if you wanted to be a shareholder in Amazon before Stash came out, you had to buy an entire share, like a full share which was at that point like thousands of dollars, right So when you're starting early on, you're, you don't you don't really have that kind of tolerance to invest thousand dollars into a stock, single share of a stock, right But stash allows you to buy five dollars of Amazon, which is a fraction of that share. Right, so five dollars whatever the, the price of the shares at that point in time. Um, so that's how I got started. I, I just started with Stash. I invested five bucks here, five bucks there, and I did it weekly. Right, I just you know maybe I had a recurring five dollars at the beginning of the week that I just, just you know that I would have it uh, in, put into my account, and then I would just look around in the in the um, investments that they have available in Stash, and I invest in the stocks based on just you know um, how reputable they were, um, how much I knew about the the company, um, how much I knew about like the the you know like what they did. And I started from there. like So I started very small uh, initially. And then from that point, I kind of built up my confidence. Because at the end of the day, the stock market is, is a risk tolerance game. Right? It's how much you're willing to risk. Because there is the idea of the ebbs and flows and the crashes that may occur or the rises that may occur. And you have to be okay with those you know, ups and downs of the market because they just do happen, as we saw in March of last year, like that big old um, crash that happened. And everyone's you to know, panic a little bit. Um, but over time, I realized, like, you know the market always corrects itself if you were to draw a line from the market from like 60 years ago and, and and you looked at the the the, the graph of how the stock market has done over the last like 56 years it's always gone up it's always recovered so over time like even if you lost hundred thousand dollars in March if you kept the money in there you've probably already made it back and then some now right so I, I think over time I realize like even if I've lost some money, on a company, like I know in time, if it's a good company, it'll, it'll recover. So I think first and foremost, it's never too late to start, and you don't have to have a lot of money to start with. You can just dip your feet in the water and see how it goes.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right, man. That's one thing I've learned too is that it's never too late, right? I was, you know, I, I joined in March when things were, were low, right? But I know for a lot of people, it dipped. And I, you know, one thing that I've kind of been learning, I, I've been, you know, doing more research as well as that you you also kind of said it um very accurately when you said that the market always corrects itself and even if you buy high or even if you buy you know when when things are obviously when you buy things when they're low you're gonna eventually it's gonna go up but i I had um even buying high it's never too late right some people are like ah it's already the stock's already you know the price of the stock's already too high for a lot of the companies i want to invest in it still isn't because the, you know based on the history kind of like what you were saying of the growth of the stock market it's like it's something like uh, i think um the s p 500 or something like that the dow jones um the statistic for the growth of it since like it started it's like every year it's like 10 to 20 percent right so yeah. even at the low point you know you're still going to see some growth right 10 yeah. percent of whatever you invest yeah and so you're 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 te- essentially losing out on money by waiting right by waiting to for the price try to predict the price or trying to just kind of wait until the timing is yeah, right yeah there, there, there's really, really hard yeah to predict it's, it's
1: hard to, the only times you can really quote unquote time is like when there's a you know like a big crash right and and even when there's a crash like in March people were trying to find the bottom of the market right they're like oh it's it's dipping it's going to go lower it's going to go lower so people were waiting for you know the, the market to continue to go low and you know some people miss the boat like they the the the, the economy well, not the economy it, it it took a while for it to recovery, but it bounced back eventually over time. But some people were, were hoping that it would continue to go down, and they'd buy in at the, at the lowest point. You can't really time that. You can't time the peak or the or the, or the lows. And um, it, it's at the end of the day, like like you said, if if it's a reputable company like you know, like Microsoft and Apple, like it, it, the stock itself may be expensive, you know, subjectively to the person investing. But if it's a company that's been around for a long time and ha- has has a lot of credibility in in in, in the marketplace, like You know, year over year for the next decade, it's going to climb and grow over time, right? Uh, The only things, the caveat I put on this is, like, if you invest in a company that's kind of, you know, iffy in terms of, like, how their business uh, model is and, you know, how their leadership is and how their earnings are, then, yes, you can potentially lose money over time because the company itself is not well managed and well run and their their, uh, product is not very good. But I always say, like, if you invest in a company that's reputable, that's well known, that's been around for you know decades, like, that's probably your best bet to to make money. And again, like, you don't have to invest in a, a single company. You can invest in things called ETFs that are diversified stocks in itself. Uh, and I can go into more detail later on if you want to talk about that. But I, all all it is to say is like, you're right. Like, it's never too late to start, and you can never really predict how high or how low the stocks will go. It's just it's never too late to get in.
0: Yeah. And actually, I think it's a good time to actually kind of explain so some the difference between some of these terms, right? Like, if you can kind of uh, explain the difference between, like, you know, uh, ETFs and uh, mutual funds or stock options, kind of just the main key terms.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. So, for so I guess if I go into the one-on-one aspect, so a stock itself is essentially like a share of a company, right? It gives you quote-unquote ownership, part owner, fractional ownership of a company, right? Um, and there are three main um, indexes that that the um, U.S. uses to kind of track the health of the economy, and that's of course like the S&P 500, the Nasdaq, and the Dow. So if you see like all these financial um, TV shows or, or videos, like they always reference like these three indexes. But again, like those are the top three reputable indexes that are tracking the stock market. There are thousands of indexes out there, right, that are tracking multiple um, or hundreds of, of different stocks, but um, the S&P 500 essentially is a uh, index that tracks like the 500 largest companies in the United States, right? It doesn't matter what the industry is, they just track the 500 um, t- largest companies. Uh, the Dow Jones, I believe, um, tracks the 30 largest U.S. companies, um, and then the Nasdaq—I uh, always, always messing with, but they they track like thousands of companies on their own exchange. Um, but again, like these are the three most reputable indexes, right? And they track some of the, mo- the top companies in um, the U.S. and the world. Um, so there's always, always the baseline when you talk about like the stock market exchange. Um, so those are the index. Stocks are ownership of the companies. Um, and in terms of ETFs, uh, if that's what we want to talk about, it's essentially exchange-traded funds. It's basically a, um, a security or a stock, quote-unquote, that has multiple companies in that portfolio or in that stock. So imagine a ETF is a, um, a brokerage company who if they have like 100% of one stock, right? There's like multiple uh, stocks within that stock that they invest in. Does that make sense? I know it's always hard for me to explain this because like it's 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 a confusing thing. But basically, it's a stock that invests in multiple companies. So it diversifies itself for you. I know.
0: It's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It, That's correct.
1: It's confusing for me to explain cuz like it, it's it there's so much lingo in this, but basically an ETF allows you to to invest in um multiple companies in that one ETF it's confusing i know
0: but yeah yeah no yeah it's exactly it's kind of like i guess um simplify it. it's like it's like a like a portfolio of like a like Chang just said like a group of different companies Correct. right Correct. so you can a- a invest in this this fund this uh, or the portfolio the index and you would, you're essentially in- investing in all of those companies right yeah
1: and and they're broken at a very
0: small fraction. Yeah,
1: of, of, of what the actual company cost is. And again, like it depends. And the ETFs itself, like it, it, there's there's thousands and thousands of ETFs out there that that are based upon like you know like sectors, right? Like you can you can invest in green energy ETFs. You can invest in
0: marijuana. Clean, marijuana
1: ETFs. You can invest in, you know, like like uh, fossil fuels, fuel, fossil fuels like ETF. solar 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 ETFs, solar ETFs. Like it's just it's just an ETF is a broad you know a broad umbrella of companies that fall in that sector.
2: Is that what share does? Is like you're investing in ETFs. I mean share. Um, what's the first one you're talking about? Stash. Um, Stash. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So so so, so Stash I, I allows remember, you to. Yeah. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. I remember um looking at Stash, and since you, you started bringing that up, I like, completely forgot about that app, and I just downloaded it on my phone, cause I know I had an account there, and like I knew I invested like 10 bucks, but then, like I looked at it, the shit grew to like 30. So hey, shit, bro, you're a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> So so that's what I'm doing right like so if
1: I'm using yeah, stash So initially I'm- stash had a bunch of ETFs on it like so when they initially came out I think early on, they only kind of – they only had ETFs available for you to invest in. Yes. Since then, they've grown into actual they, – they're allowing you to invest in individual companies. But when they first started, it was on ETFs because like, that was the, the, the safest way to allow – because Stash's platform was meant for brand-new users who didn't really know the market and are trying to learn. So the I safest so the safest way for them to, to, to introduce like you know people who are trying to learn is to only allow them to invest in ETFs because those are the safest ways to learn. Because you're not just investing all your money into one company. And that's yeah. your entire livelihood of your funds are, are tied to that one company. It divers- The ETFs diversify your, your portfolio for you, right? So the ETF can have like 50, 60, 70, 100 companies within that one stock itself or ETF, right? So ETF and stocks are the same thing. It's just they call them ETFs because you know, it, it's a way to say that it's not just one company. It's multiple companies and it's safe right. right so you're not just again when people talk about stocks they talk about diversification make sure that you're not so heavy on one one industry or one one company so stat Stash dashes would they simplify that for you by saying when you when you invest we want you to invest in etfs because it's safer and they pick the ones for you that they felt were the best um available at the time so yes, yeah that's what stash did initially but now they're more like any other investment firm out there um or brokerage out there they allow you to invest in almost most of the companies that are large enough so
2: and that's like Robinhood, right, where you can search up each um, company for to uh, purchase, like, their stock, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So every brokerage has a different limitation. So, um, like, Stash has limitations, right? Like, you're not going to find, like, very small companies on Stash. For Robinhood, you're not going to find, like, penny stocks, like, uh, like companies in there. So, like, there are limitations for sure, right? Because Robinhood features most of the large companies and, and the ones that are very reputable and well-known. Um, Stash is on that same line to a lesser degree because they they don't ha- they don't have as many like uh, available stocks and investment invest like Robinhood does, but Robinhood doesn't have the same um, uh, availability to invest as Charles Schwab does because in Charles Schwab you can find penny stocks and you can invest in penny stocks with Charles Schwab. So again, like certain brokerages like Stash, Robinhood, or Charles Schwab, like they expose you to a certain amount of companies based on what their goals are for as for for the investors.
0: So. And are okay. So when you in, so when people invest in their four hundred one k or four hundred three b, you put your money into the retirement fund. And most of the time, I think if not, if I'm not mistaken, what you're investing in is the, it like ETF or you know index funds. Yeah, yeah. So is that what how yeah. retirement?
1: It, it depends on like what your what your company or who you work for what brokers are going with right because because every brokerage has a different portfolio of, of retirement options for you but yeah like most of the retirement funds have an etfs or index funds that you can invest in and most of the time if you don't look at it like there's a generic baseline portfolio they give you that's safe and one thing that i've, I've told a lot of like my 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 friends my family uh, over the last few years is like You should probably take a look at what, if you haven't looked at it already, you should probably take a look at what options you have available uh, in your 401k or 403b because most of the time, again, when you start working for a company, it's a generic portfolio, right? And usually it's very conservative because, again, like what Stash did early on was they want to keep everyone safe and not be overexposed in the market. So they give you a very generic portfolio of index funds or ETFs or uh, mutual funds you can invest in. But again, you have the ability to change that, that that portfolio yourself based on what they allow you to, to, to invest in. And again, I would I would I, again, I would argue that there are be- better things you can invest in what they kind of preset you to. So I, I, I definitely recommend those people who are working right now with 401ks look at their um their what their uh, you know their portfolio is investing in right now and look into the companies or index funds that that they're currently invested in, see what the last you know year five years or ten years of growth has been, um and see what the trends are because again. Most of the time, with f- retirement funds, like you're preset to a very g- conservative generic portfolio, um, and sometimes, like, yeah, you'll you'll do fine over time. Like, it's gonna be very conservative growth, but like, there are chances for you to actually gain a lot more than just five to seven percent a year, uh, year over year on your uh, returns if you were to actually be more active in your, you know, retirement funds.
3: That's why I switched mine to aggressive. That's what there my father-in-law told me too. He's like, don't. There's no point in like taking care of your money right now you're young and by the time you retire that thing's going to be so much b- better if you go just switch it to aggressive even if you're going to be hands off um and let them take care of it yeah too. uh but yeah that's what he said too he used to trade day trade and stuff my father-in-law and then uh you know he made you know a lot of money and then i think one time he lost almost like hundred thousand. <laughs> he he's like oh, i'm not gonna do that anymore <laughs> Shit. um so he's So he's investing in different kind of stuff now. Um, And his, you know, my my brother-in-law, how much he made already, he made almost 100 grand and he just graduated like five, six years ago. Like 100 grand off of just, you know, investing in certain things and not being too crazy, but just like looking at the market and making sure everything is good. So uh, it's just going to take time. You just got to get into it. And, uh, I mean, first you got to secure your stuff first, right? Make sure you're in a good financial position, put a little bit of time, like what uh, uh, Chang said. But I mean, you know, once you start going, then you start learning and then You'll end up making more money in the long run. Yeah, you'll, you'll
1: get school. comfortable over time. And again, like I said, it's a risk tolerance thing, right? Like initially, risk tolerance is very low because, like, depending on where you are financially, like, you're not gonna risk that much money outside of what you already have exactly. in your savings and what you're willing to spend month to month on investing. And as you again, like, as you get older and as you know your salary grows and as your personal wealth grows over time, your risk tolerance gets you know higher, higher, higher. So by the time you know you're at you know at at, at a age like where we are right now, like you know like we may be more comfortable investing more. You know, on a week-to-week basis or a month-to-month basis, but it really depends on how much you're willing to risk. That really depends on that that allows you to grow over time. Me and Mark like Goots, uh, who um, Alder just brought up about uh, earlier on, like me and him talk almost like daily or weekly about investing, and we always we always make the jokes about how the unfortunate reality about the stock market is it, it is like uh, you know a capitalism game, and in order for you to actually get rich either A you have to have a very high risk tolerance and you're willing to invest like all your savings to try to to, to make money like you know make money fast or you already have to be rich right cuz that's how rich folks stay rich is cuz they have so much money to risk on the market that they can play these games and invest you know millions of dollars into a, to to a, you know a a stock market or a company and then pull back out when when it you know when it climbs so um yeah that that's kind of that give and take is like Yes, it's never too late to start to build your own personal wealth, but in order to actually get rich, a you gotta risk all your money or B you have to be rich already. So that's kinda that tough yeah. part.
0: And yeah, and I guess right there I can point out what uh I can talk about a little bit about um like difference between like something like day trading, right? Day trading is people who basically try to get rich quick in a way, right? Yeah. They'll 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 invest in stocks and base they'll invest money like a lot of money in stocks that they think might jump that day and then try to sell high, right? Yep. It's, it's like gambling, yeah. right? And then there's the opposite of that, which is, I guess the best word for it, of, of what the opposite of day trading was and what you guys were just kind of talking about is like dollar cost averaging. I think that's kind of like mm-hmm. the term for it, um, where you kind of invest in the in the long game. Yeah, but um, or you play, you know, or you play options thing-
1: too. Which is like a, the what? or you play options with uh, day trading
0: options yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll get to options a little bit but you know really quickly what i would just kind of want to like pass on and maybe you can kind of uh, talk about a little bit more is that for basically from what i've learned like the the research i've done and things that i've heard is that you know you can y- essentially yes you can get rich off day trading and just basically kind of gambling right throwing all your money on something that you think might yeah. spike in that day especially if you do something like crypto but it, you know you can essentially get super rich but it's very very risky right you're most it's yep. very hard to predict the market yep. most more likely than not you, even if you know what you're doing even if you are a fucking warren buffett you can you may still lose a lot of money yep. um, whereas if you play it safe and and kind of like what you were talking about mark and and you too andrews like if you invest sort of you know often even if it's little by little like a hundred dollars per paycheck or something like that over the long term and don't really wait for you know patterns or things like that and play it safe with like etfs or companies like you know chain that you were talking about that are you know consistent and, and you know produce over time um you know the st- like statistics show that doing that you can still earn yeah. you know quite a bit you can grow your wealth like over time and we're talking about like retirement you know by the time 20 30 years from now when you you know that's when you will see the the benefits of, yeah. of this uh, growth yeah
1: and and i'll i'll i guess i'll finish up with this on on this aspect like Warren Buffett you know like one of the gurus that everyone like references in terms of like financial you know building wealth and financial uh, advices he said that even if you don't know the stock very well like the stock market very well like this like you should put your money to, to an S&P 500 ETF you Know because like year over year for the last like you know 50 60 years, like the SP 500 has always beaten like the, 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 the market in terms of like the returns, right? I think most casual investors say like a good year for most people will be like anywhere from like seven to ten percent returns, right? In, in your investment, um, but like the SP 500 has always been in at that realm and you know surpassed that. So when you're looking at investing, like if you don't know anything, Warren Buffett literally recommends that you just put money into the SP 500 ETF and you, you, you just leave it there and watch it grow over, over the next like decade, two decades until you retire. Um, because reality now savings is, is not what it used to be. Um, in terms of like interest rates in, ter- in savings right now because of what happened the last year with the pandemic and um, interest rates dropping where they are, like s- the amount of interest that you've always gotten in your bank accounts or in your, your cash accounts, um, even like um, like high yield savings accounts, like they're not what they used to be. So now your money's just sitting there. And it's not really doing much for you. And when t- we talk about trying to yeah. build wealth in your life, like you have to make your money work for you, right? And you want to make sure that your money grows while you're sleeping. You know? And it's continually, you know, um, building and growing wealth over time. It's not just sitting there doing nothing for you. So, again, that's why the stock market is a great place to be. And if we talk about investing. Like it can go into the realm of real estate and cryptocurrency. Like there's so many ways you can grow your wealth. It's just the idea that y- – Save, savings is what, isn't what it used to be in terms of how much you get back in return on interest. So you have to find other avenues in terms of where your money grows over time while you just kind of passively let it sit there. And that's where the stock market comes
0: yeah. in. Damn, we're going into a finance 101 now, man. <laughs> Shit. So Thanks for, do, for tuning into Chang's yeah. TED Talk.
2: <laughs> I do have a question um, in terms of like how often you should be checking like your, um, I guess the stock market because if you have shares, you kind of want to know What's happening to it, right? right. Yeah. So I understand if you're doing something like Bitcoin or a cryptocurrency or day trading, you want to check that shit pretty often, right? Like every, what, hour or so? <laughs> every 30 uh, minutes? Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, it, it, again, it depends on what your uh, what your goals are, right, at that moment in time. Um, I, I check every single day, and I check multiple times a day just out of curiosity because, like, you know, I just want to see what the market's doing. And I check on the weekends because for cryptocurrency, and I own crypto, so... Uh, cryptocurrency, you can trade at any given time. Like there's no, you know, uh, start and end time. Whereas like the stock markets, when you're when you're investing in like, um, there's like an actual time where you can invest. Oh, I see. Like, there's starting the starting bell and ending bell, where like you can't trade anymore, right? And you have to wait till the next day, and it's a weekday thing for stocks. where cryptocurrency, you can actually trade 24/7. So. Um, there's that but for me i just check daily religiously it's, it's almost like waking up and reading a newspaper for me um, and, it, and it's not because i'm trying to p- pull my money out or put more money in in, 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 a, in a hasty decision i just enjoy you know following the trends of the market and seeing where my money's going at this point in time um, for those who aren't as you know like uh, as savvy and are new to the to the um investing game like i would i would not suggest checking every every 30 minutes because again like when you're early when you're an early investor and you're new to the market like you tend to have low risk tolerance so you tend to panic very easily so you when you see the ebbs and flows of like how, how uh the price of a, of a stock goes up and down it may tempt you to pull your money out really quickly abruptly for no reason um so so again like I, it's not great for a new investor to check so often because they may panic very easily um, just know that again like if you're investing in a reputable company like over time it it'll, it'll, you'll you'll be fine so you don't have to check every hour every even even every day you can just let them sit there and you know like like you said like uh Campos like you had money in stash and you forgot about it and you not like you look back now and it's grown three times larger than it was initially yeah i wish i had put that, in more money yeah. in the beginning man <laughs> and, and and that's and that's how it works right like and even now if you want to put more money down account, i guarantee yeah. you the next like you know year yep. it'll grow over time and even if you just put money in there right now and just to, you know delete the app and ignore it for a year by the time you come back to it a year from now assuming the economy continues in, in, the, in the trend that's going it'll, it'll grow you'll be fine so you don't have to check every single day i, I do just because again like i've been so active but you can let it sit there for a year without looking at it you'll be you'll be okay
0: you can just uh set it and forget it exactly set it and forget that's it. the exactly. that's the dollar dollar yeah. co- dollar cost averaging thing that i was talking about where yeah. some people just Don't even look at, don't even time it. They're just like, I'm just gonna invest when I get my paycheck, whether the market's up or down. It all kind of averages out in the end. Yep. Now I don't recommend checking it quite often because I have had the habit to check it almost like just obsessive compulsively. I wouldn't, can't even count the times I've checked it during the day. And what Andrew was talking about was kind of me, and I'm not doing anything like risky. Obviously, like I'm doing all within the 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 um, realm of kind of. You know what's reasonable for my budget for to invest but i have had moments where because of what he was talking about it's kind of like that emotional investing or something they call it something like that where you're like oh shit it's starting to drop i'm gonna sell before it really drip like dips right yeah. and then you sell and then it and then it will just fucking jump right up after that it's like it's too stressful unless you are really trying to play the market or play the game it's not even worth it to like check that often yeah, like there's some i i've tried to like get in the habit of Maybe checking like yeah like Andrew checking it maybe a couple times a day like I'll check it in the morning maybe check it randomly throughout the day maybe at night um, because yeah otherwise it becomes too obsessive it's like a game and you know some of these apps I don't mean to go off to off, off off topic but the, some of the way that these apps are designed like Robinhood and I don't know about Stash but you know Coinbase like they make you like it's almost addicting right you it's satisfying to purchase stock it's satisfying yeah. to see the green yeah. it's satisfying to see things go up and so confetti it's there's like a like the exactly the confetti that pops when you buy yeah. stuff it's like it is very much addicting so you have to kind of check yourself and back back away and you know otherwise it could be a little bit like a trap
1: yeah it's a, it, trap. I, I always, it's a trap i always i always will talk about risk tolerance like it it, it it comes back to how much you're willing to risk and again like i i think now i approach it uh, again my tolerance is a lot higher now than it was when i first started five years ago but um, what, what my, the money I put into the market or into my portfolios now because I have multiple brokerages that I invest through um, but the money I put in there like I, I approach it in a way where like if I lose it I lose it right because I'm not going to risk more than I'm willing to lose but exactly. re, it, it, in reality though I know re- realistically like I'm not going to lose it all because like the market's always again if you look at the if you draw a line in, in, in the graph in the in the p 500 or even the NASDAQ or the Dow Jones like in the last 50, 60, 70 years like it's it's gone up so like, my my thought of losing the money is just more my extreme thoughts about like I'm putting money in, in that I'm willing to lose. But in reality, I'm never gonna lose it because the market's always gone up. It's never crashed to a point where everyone's lost all their money, um, unless you're again doing the day trading stuff. But um, just just approaching in a way where like you're you're comfortable with what you're putting in there, and that you're comfortable with the money that you're leaving there. Because when you're investing, in my opinion, it should be the long game, not the short game. Because in order to build wealth, it's hard to build wealth overnight. It's It literally takes years and years and years of compounding for you to actually build that wealth to where you want it to be.
0: Exactly. So, um, and then, you know, uh, go ahead.
2: I was, I was going to ask another question, but if you want to continue with Jeff. Your... Oh, no, no, go ahead. So another question is, like, I hear you guys saying, yeah, you know, you can invest, you know, every month or so or every time you get your paycheck. So let's say I get, you know, X amount of stock from, you know, this company. Right. So it goes up. It's so good for me. I want to invest again. So should I buy that stock again as it's continuing to rise or should I like try to get sure or should I put my money in another stock? Or, yeah, how do you guys determine if to keep buying that same stock that you have or t- to invest in other companies?
1: Um, for me, there's two ways you look at it. Right. Um, one, diver- diversification. Right. That's what people talk about a lot with investments is making sure that you're not um, too, too exposed to one company. Because in, again, in case of emergency, where that company you know goes down, then your entire and you know your entire portfolio and the, the cash you have invested in this company goes with that company. Um, but again, my second point is, if you believe in that company wholeheartedly, then yeah, go buy it again. Doesn't matter how, how high the price is at the point you buy it. Like buy into it. If you if you see, if you see the trends and you believe in the company and you believe in the product that they're selling and you believe in their earnings, like. It doesn't matter how hot, like how high the price point is. Like, if the company is gro- still growing right now, then yeah, buy into it. It really doesn't matter. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people out there right now, like um, with certain companies, like they they're just wholeheartedly invested in that company because like they believe so, you know, fervently that this is the company that's going to take them to the next point in their financial future. Um, that they're they're willing to invest more and more and more in that company, no matter how high that that price point goes in that that company. So it really depends on your comfort. You can diversify, or you can choose to invest in that company again. I it, there really, really is no wrong um, wrong choice here. It really just comes down to what your kind of gut tells you. I tell I tell Aldo I told Aldo before like follow your gut. Like sometimes your gut will be you know more often right than not uh, when it comes to, like stuff like this. Because again like you're a consumer in a lot of these companies that you're investing in. Hopefully that that you know what you're buying into. So, I always trust my gut, and I say for you, like if, if you want to invest in the same company over and over again, feel free. I, I know some, you know, experts will say like, yeah, you got to diversify. Like, yeah, for sure. Like over time, like, like you shouldn't have like your entire life savings in one company. I'll say that. But um, in terms of just starting to invest, like if you're trying to just test the waters and you're trying to just learn the the, the market and the ebbs and flows, then yeah, it, it's not bad to early on invest in the same company over time.
0: Yeah, and another uh, strategy too, is is kind of thinking of how much, like each time you're gonna invest, like percentage wise, okay? So let's say every month you want to invest, you know, hundred dollars, right? So make it easy, you can allocate like, okay, I'm gonna do like eighty percent, ninety percent into something like ETFs, right? What we just talked about, which is as diverse as it gets and as as secure, pretty secure as it gets. Oh, and then ten percent or twenty percent of what I'm gonna invest, like twenty dollars, I'm gonna spend that on, or I'm gonna invest that on either crypto or you know a start you know startup or um you know a a new company or whatever right you can kind of spend it on something a little bit more risky that could have reward right that way you kind of minimize like your losses if if you end up losing that money kind of like andrew was saying so you can kind of allocate your money that way right and that's kind of like what i try to do i i put most of what i invest in in something like diverse like an e- etf you know uh voo right well, I, was, I was put on by vo to voo yep. by goots yep. and you know that's not it's been my biggest like producer since i and I, that one i could just throw in like 50 bucks 100 bucks like every here and there and like it, it's been you know consistently returning you know over time and then i also sprinkle other funds into like into every you know diverse stuff but it's small right it's, i'm not dropping the majority of what i'm investing in into something that could have a lot of risk, yeah, right? Yeah, for
1: those who um, don't know, VOO is a ETF that is uh, exposed to the S&P 500, so it, it essentially follows the same um, tr- uh, growth as the S&P 500 does. Um, so again, like Warren Buffett has recommended that if you are new and you don't really know much about the market, the S&P 500 uh, exposure is the way to go. So an ETF uh, that tracks the S&P 500 is probably your safest bet. That's yeah. what VOO is.
0: And- Right. And then, uh, just to, one last thing, kind of just in the interest of time and, um, we'll kind of, we can always talk more about this in the future in more stock, but I I do want us to talk about, uh, stock options, right? Because stock options are a way to potentially make a lot of money, but also potentially lose a lot of money, right? Something that's very risky. And I think people kind of get stock options confused. I did, right. I, I, got, I got confused with index funds or mutual funds. I just didn't know what the difference between all that was. And, I don't know if you want to explain, you know, kind of briefly what stock oh, options God. are.
1: Uh, options are a whole different monster. Um, it, and it's, it's hard to explain. Like, like you're buying a contract for a hundred shares. It, it's, it's, it's really confusing. All I have to say for, for, if this is, you know, stock 101, don't do options. Like, it, it's, it's a, <laughs> yeah. it, when we talk about risk tolerance, like, this is the risk tolerance game where, like, you're, you're literally tracking your, uh, your, your options probably like minute by minute, hour by hour. Um, and there's like a, again, like the the options itself. There's like expiration date. So like, you buy an option. By the time it expires, um, it, it, you're essentially betting against for or against a company that either it's gonna like the, this company's gonna go up or go down. Like that, that's that's yeah. what you're betting Please. on, right? So since we're all gamers
0: here, can you, can you say it's like is it kind of like a bounty, right?
1: <laughs> it's it's kind of like a bounty, I guess. But the idea is like you're you're betting for a company or against a company, right? And that it's gonna go up or down to a certain price point within a certain period of time. Um, and and again, like you're like uh, let's say for example, a stock is a hundred dollars, right? A, a, a share, um, and your option is 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 and you can select whatever price point you want to, right? The the the, the, the more extreme this price point is, the more you have potentially to, to gain in money, right? So, if a hundred dollar stock and you say I I, I bet that the stock's gonna lose gonna drop to eighty dollars by this time period, right? And twenty dollars for drop is pretty extreme, and that usually only happens when like uh, you know the market crashes, but the larger the the risk the more you have the gain and you're betting against it and but you have to make sure that that by the time your your contract ends in that you know one week two week three week period it has to hit that you know that $8 mark or else you lose almost all your money so it, it it's a very very hard game to play and again like for this for the, for the sake of this podcast i would say don't play options it's a very risky game it, it it's mentally draining to 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 have to kind of follow you know, like hour by hour, what the what the trend of that that option is, and it's very risky. And I've I've yeah. heard more stories about people losing a lot of money than actually gaining a lot of money. And again, most of the time, people playing options have money to lose to begin with, or they're willing to risk all their their, their money to try to get rich quick, which isn't the most uh, recommend that isn't recommended. Period. So I would arguably say that's something I will never play, no matter how much money I have.
0: Yeah, it's like gambling essentially, literally betting. No, it is. Yeah. And, and again, you're, you're pretty
1: much betting. It's like it's like you're you're it's, it's exactly like sports betting, in my opinion. You're betting for or against a team, right? And you're betting for or against a company. That's it. And it's so risky because like you're you're putting so much money on the line. And again, just like gambling in sports, you either win it all or you lose it all. So it it's it's a very hard game to play. It sounds great because you're like, yeah. oh, that means I can I, I can double my my my, uh, my uh, investment over time. Like, yeah, but you're also willing to lose it all, versus like just investing that money over time, which you know you're not going to lose it all unless the company goes under. Which nowadays, if you're investing in a reputable company, chances are it won't happen. But in options like you can actually lose all your money in that investment or in that option like, so.
2: like Steph Curry not playing last second against the Hornets, and you have Steph Curry on your FanDuel team.
1: Correct.
0: <laughs> Correct. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> shit out of luck. So,
1: so so, moral of the story, don't play options. Do not like I, 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 don't, I, I don't even know how the, the whole game works. I played a couple times, and I've gotten away neutral even. But that entire period when I was playing those options, I was stressed out the entire time. Like It was not fun for me. So I would recommend any investor who is new to stay away from options, period.
0: Yeah. And just to kind of bring it full circle, just... To kind of, for those who might not know, right, uh, a lot of you know hedge funds, right? These are wealthy investors or you know companies or whatever you call them, hedge funds. They have a lot of money and they they do stock options, right? And they they bet on on companies to not succeed or succeed or what have you. And this whole thing with like Wall Street bets was that's why there's so much controversy about it was these wall street bets redditors right people millions of them on on reddit um basically inflated the price of something like gamestop because a lot of hedge funds bet that gamestop wasn't gonna you know they were gonna not succeed or they're gonna be low or whatever and so these hedge funds were bleeding like money because the uh, the better the redditors like inflated uh, the the cost of the stock right the price of the stock yeah um and so that sparked this whole like, yeah. You know, and, and, yeah. Like. So
1: I'll, I'll jump in on this. That's exactly what happened, right? Like these hedge funds had options on these companies. And again, hedge funds—they they do their—they do their research and analytics and, and look into you know the trends of the, of the companies and think about the ones that were Wall Street bets. Um, uh, that showed up on the Wall Street Bets forums. It was AMC. It was GameStop. Um, those are the two big ones, right? And why were they? Why were these hedge funds? You know, um, losing money, or, or, or first of all, why they why they play options with these two companies? If you think about it, GameStop, in terms of their brick and mortar stores, like their entire existence was that brick and mortar store selling dying. video games and, and game uh, gaming uh, e- equipment, right? But it's a dying company because you have, you know. You have online um, competitors like Amazon, and you have these other large retailers like Walmart, Target, that are doing the same thing you're doing, but in their larger, you know, business scheme. So it's taking money away from GameStop. So like GameStop was already a dying company in itself. Um, AMC, right? In terms of the theaters, like people aren't going to theaters as much as they used to. So you know, like in terms of trends, like AMC and theaters have kind of lost a lot of business over the last like decade. So if you think about analytics like that, those companies aren't going to do well over time, as you know we kind of move forward in our society and we kind of, you know, change into more e-commerce and watching video, watching movies online or uh, at home. So, of course, you know, this Wall Street Bets comes in and they inflate the price where, you know, these hedge funds were predicting that it would go down. These Wall Street bet folks, these millions of Redditors, decided to inflate the price and the stock of or the price of the stock went up. So these hedge funds started bleeding money. Like they lost billions of dollars uh, in this moment where uh, we had this craze of GameStop and AMC. So... Uh, again, it, it's a very dangerous game. But if you're if you're lucky enough to to have the money to play with, then then more power to you. But I I would highly bet against it or recommend you not play that game.
0: Yeah. Uh. Let's see. I want to give Campos and Mark. If you guys have any more questions or thoughts for Cheng, feel free to ask. Before we wrap up the stock stonk talk,
2: man, this was a nice lesson. I gotta say, so I p- really appreciate it. I know, like I asked hella questions before in our little Discord chat, but it's refreshing to hear it all again, like from your voice, from your yeah. mouth. Ha. Mm. Appreciate you guys having me on. I feel like I, I, I feel like I learned though. more just listening versus reading. So that's how my learning style is, by the way.
0: Yeah, no, that's why I wanted to have, we wanted to have Cheng on, and because you're not alone, right? You, uh, there's other people wondering the same questions. No, I had those same yeah. questions. the best way i will say the best thing to do and you know to kind of to wrap this talk this the stonk game talk up um you know some of your best resources are your own friends right and there's nothing better than like all of us building wealth together and chang has been a big um proponent of that as he says you know we all got to eat right we're all we're all eating together and so it's it's all about supporting each other and, and learning from one another um and If it's a few things you're going to take from this discussion, from what Chang was saying and what I back is don't invest in stock options, uh, build your wealth through investing right over time in things with what you're comfortable with in things that are are comfortable for you and stable for you until you kind of feel the game a little better, but it's going to, it's going to take a while and it takes patience, right? So if you're going to, don't try to get rich quick because that could bite you in the ass. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah so I, I I will just echo the idea of like it's never too late to start and you don't need a lot of money to start with and at the end of the day just be patient because the idea of growing wealth especially when again like a lot of us came from low-income families and and uh, when we started working like we weren't making like six figures we were start you know we, we kind of built ourselves up to a point where we had stable income that we can we had you know money to invest Um but be patient. Like the idea of growing wealth isn't going to happen overnight. For for a lot of people, I'm sure you hear stories of like people getting rich quick. But the reality is like most people who are investing, like they're looking at the long game and um, just be patient. Like because because over time, and, and Campbell's gave a prime example. Like he had a stash account, had 10 bucks in there, and he looked at it recently. And it was 30 bucks, three times what the initial investment was. That's kind of what the game is. Is is you invest as much as you're comfortable with, and you let it sit there and and you let it grow. It's like a it's like a plant. You know, it takes time.
0: Free money, baby. Free money. Amen. Well, that was excellent. Chang, take a deep breath, drink some water, bro. <laughs> you uh, <laughs> really uh, had a lot to say there, which is nice.
1: I appreciate you guys. Th-
3: thanks, man. Thanks, man.
0: <laughs> now let's talk about well, what the only other thing we know about. <laughs> video, games. video games. If you guys even <laughs> want to at this point. <laughs> that was Hey man. Such a good talk, man. I f I don't even want to play I don't even want to play video games anymore. <laughs> Fuck that. I want to play stock. I wanna, I wanna play, play stock. The stock is game. there a
2: stock video game I can play? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we can
0: I should develop one.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well actually that's I wanna since we have Chang on here and you know this is this is essentially a video game podcast. Chang, what have you been playing, man? Uh the,
1: the same thing I've been playing I think since the last time I've been on, uh Call of Duty Warzone. Like that's pretty much like the consistent game I've I've been on. I I got off it a couple of times to play with uh, actually these two, uh, Mark Mark and uh, Dusty and, and Campos uh, in Apex. Uh, played a few times and you know I think I got a win with with uh, Campos which was great. Um, I, I just different you know diff, different feel of the game and uh, didn't haven't played enough Apex to really get comfortable with it. But I I've been pretty much on Warzone and when I have time I'll jump off and play Apex.
0: Well, so how do you like Apex?
1: it's different for sure uh, there's a lot of different nuances in and i mean like in terms of like the the um the the multi- multiplayer i guess you call it and, like in terms of like dropping into a map and and uh you know moving with the zone as it comes in, it's it's the same kind of feel like it was when fortnite came out um, it's just how the guns work and and all the attachments you got to put on the guns are different and um the special i guess uh attributes you have available to you is 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 uh, something i get used to but it, it it's okay so far. Like I haven't again. I haven't played it enough to really give you a, a very detailed um, breakdown. But I'm I'm okay with playing with it because again, like in terms of playing Warzone to this, like there's some cons- consistency, so I can at least care some of my skill sets. Uh, one of the reasons why I don't want to jump off of Warzone is because like I felt like I've got, kind of gotten decent at Warzone, and if if I get off and change my my uh, my game, I might lose all my my decent talent in Warzone. <laughs> so,
0: if, if there's a ref- a reflection of Cheng's. The way he plays a stock market is look at his video game habits. I'm this consistent. guy consistently <laughs> plays Warzone. Before that, it was Fortnite forever. Doesn't really like, you know, I mean, <laughs> doesn't pay for, doesn't like to pay for games. <laughs> hey, this guy's guy uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm frugal money. for reasoning
1: because I, I, I focus a lot of my money on investing at this point in time. So I, I try not to, if I think about it in a way where like if, if I got $50 to spend, I'd rather put in the stock market than, than buying a video game
0: for all you listening who, S- sounds boring uh, but you know
1: that's how I think about things nowadays
0: for those listening who want to visualize what Chang looks like think of the David Ch- Dave Chappelle meme where he's got the <laughs> crown on and he's holding all the cash and he's like cradling it kind of looking scared that's what that's Calvin got a <laughs> job looks like <laughs> <laughs> that that's sums the meme up that, that, that Aldo always
1: that's the meme he always sends me too when we talk about like finances it's, it's hilarious I actually have that saved. That means saved in my phone.
0: Hell yeah. Um, Dusty, Mm -hmm. you recently beat a game, didn't you? I did. What game is that?
3: Ghost of Sashimi.
0: Woo! Wow. So what's your verdict?
3: Uh, It's a really good story, dude. All the side mission stories are really good, and it ties in. And it's not like a cookie-cutter type of ending. It's really good. I think it's worth to play and doing all the side stories. I mean, you don't have to 100% or platinum it, but at least all the side stories and um and the main story, it's crazy. Like, oh, man, that game storyline is so good.
0: Hell good. And the combat is fun. And
3: the combat, yeah. Especially when you get up to these other uh, um, armor sets. Oh, man, it's so fun just to, like, yeah, so you could play like super stealthy with this warm uh one uh uh one armor set and like no one could see you and just like one shot everyone. Um and just like assassinate everyone without anyone looking at you. Or you could have this armor set where all you're doing is just shooting arrows and it stops time and you're just like in uh bullet time. You know what I mean? Or like in the Matrix and you're just shooting Max and Payne. It's all slow motion, yeah, Max Payne. Sick dude. I love it. I love
0: it. Yeah. I, mean, it I think um Ghost of Tsushima. So, you know, props for, for beating it, right? I only got like a third of the way through before I, I quit because I'm a quitter, you know. <laughs> I'm a quitter in life. And uh but, you know, I played it enough to to know what Mark's talking about in terms of like yeah. just the, the depth of the story and the gameplay and the visuals and exploring the world that it's a honestly, you know, this is one of those games that I feel like if you come up on it, you know, in the future where it's on sale or it's you know free or whatever. I ex- ex- highly recommend you play it. It's like a, I think it's a like game of the generation. Like It's one of those games that, like Red Dead or something, that I just think you have to play just to just to say you've played it or experience it, yeah. try it out.
3: The combat is so fun, especially parrying. It reminds oh reminds yeah. me of that yeah. game that we used to play. What's was it called? For Honor. For Honor. For Honor. Yeah. Hell yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's so good. The dude. best game
2: like, that could have been.
3: I know, but this one's so smooth, dude. It's so nice. Like, it, the way you time the parries and the different kind of parries that you do, it's so sick, dude.
0: Love it. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. John, yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead.
3: No, no, no. Something stuck in my tooth. Sorry.
2: Uh,
0: John, do you have any games you've played? Man, I haven't
2: really played played anything new. I've just been busy with work, you know. Um but I did download that free game for PS5 uh was it Destruction All Stars. Yeah, how was that? That one's pretty fun. Um it's similar to uh Twisted Metal in terms of you're using your vehicle and like your vehicle's abilities to like smash other vehicles. So it's a it's like an arena uh type type game where you're um ranking points by Hitting people, running people over, um, stealing their car and destroying it and whatnot. And, you know, at the end of the time, uh, whoever has the most points uh, wins. So it's pretty fun because, you know, each character has their own special ability, like while they're on foot and while they're on while and their own vehicle uh, with their own its own abilities. So uh, it can be challenging. It's also fun also be annoying if everyone's picking on you at once (laughs) but um yeah i like it uh i didn't win a match yet i came close a couple times but uh dusty can also talk about it because i know he and his son has played it his son has won more games than i have oh
1: nice nice (laughs) Uh, i mean
3: it wasn't like multiplayer he was playing against the computer but he still won
2: you never know man he probably played multiplayer and won too (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
3: but he's pretty good at video games nowadays. Yeah, gets it from his dad. Much he's, 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 he's a, a savant. He yeah. oh, oh, has, a, has a great, a great mentor and dad right there. I'm trying to get <laughs> him into the no. mouse and keyboard, though, so he could be uh, Pro like, win oh. a... Pro gamer? Hey, I, I thought just you said you were going to get him stream, man, get a, <laughs> Yeah, man. I'm going to buy him his own PC. Hell, no. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know what? I do have a question for Mark, though. and Now that we're talking about video games and also stocks, like, have you thought about maybe starting like little... Like a portfolio for Bren in terms of like investing, like early on. Oh,
3: that's already done. Oh, his, nice, his, man. Uh, his grand, his grandpa's on that, dude. Trust me, uh, he's probably gonna be in good
1: shape. Good, good. Start him. Oh, yeah, so for, you for your parents out there, start him young.
0: <laughs> All right. Start them before they're even born. Huh? <laughs> for we'll your do. future kids no. that no. you don't have, you no. haven't no. had yet.
1: No, for real, like, so I, I've actually, so I have multiple brokerages, and kind of going back to the stock game, because we talked, bringing, you know, Brennan for the conversation, but um, I have a, I have one of my brokerages that I'm using solely for, like, you know, it, my, my goal is to have a family, so at some point in time, you think about, like, having a kid, like, you know, future college expenses, and, you know, it's all that stuff. Like, I have a account solely for, you know, my my, my child's college education, so. Yeah. Yeah. For that, man. Good wow. shit. Good shit. So that's why I was like, damn, shit. Mark, g- 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 yeah, good shit on getting Brent on that, man. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big, big one for parents. Yep. That way
3: damn, I don't, now, I don't have th- to
1: save and I could just buy an uh, S-Works bike. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sell, yeah, sell, uh, sell all your Dogecoin and buy a S works bike. <laughs> uh, damn. Uh, well, now it's kind of hard to pivot from talking about a wholesome story to talking about uh, this corny video game I played. <laughs>
2: What
0: are you playing, <laughs> man? What, what you playing? I speaking of free games, right? You're talking about the All Stars, Destruction All Stars. I downloaded Man Eater. It was one of the free. I don't know if it was from last month. Have you guys heard of that game, Man Eater? Why are you eating? Man-eater? Why are you eating other men, dude? Oh man, that's <laughs> yeah. your dream, huh? It's, fun, <laughs> hey, it's funner than it sounds. <laughs> no, it's a, uh, it's a shark game so oh that yeah, game, yeah, play yeah as a shark know we are talking about that. yeah and, and actually i've been <laughs> curious about that one because you know I, i'm really like fascinated by sharks and like the deep sea and all that wow. and i, I kind of have like a small fear for sharks right anytime i'm in the ocean so i was like oh this will be like a good way to kind of face my fear a little bit and so <laughs> that game is actually pretty pretty it's corny but it's funny and that's it's pretty fun and essentially what it is is you it's basically like bambi of sharks so like in you guys probably aren't going to play there isn't like a is it isn't like a riveting story like uh you know ghost of tsushima but it's, you you are a baby shark your mom gets killed by a, a hunter like a shark hunter or whatever and you you're the story is you basically getting revenge and you start off as a baby and you level up by like eating things right and you know getting new abilities when you level up and this is kind of built like an rpg right and it's like kind of open world in the sea right and you can eat any basically any kind of animal you can you know you can uh terrorize humans right but i think what makes it funny because it's a it's it's a very humorous game like there's a narrator for the game right and when you're swimming and they're like this shark is these sharks you know you you played as a different type of shark right so you start off as a bull shark and like bull sharks you know this display uh you know very predator like blah, blah blah you know they, they it's very informational right but if you do something like start eating hella people as many people as you can in the in the, at the beach the narrator will be like oh my god this is this is not a, most like bull sharks we don't know what's going on here. Like, it's just like hella funny they'll make like uh documentary like comment uh commentary on what you're actually doing like this shark seems homicidal like you know it's it's super corny but it's like some i don't know i think you should try it out uh mark with your son or like it's it's very endearing too i don't know something about being like a little baby shark you know getting revenge it's super weird but i thought it was like pretty entertaining for like the hour i played it <laughs> that's all i played nice. before i quit like everything else
3: Downloading <laughs> it <I'm laughs> downloading right now because i just turned it on
0: <laughs> yeah dude, download right that now. shit Tail tail whip a turtle and daze it and then eat it <laughs> Very with the turtle that's pretty much it and I've De- been playing Destiny 2 here and there I haven't played too much for obvious reasons right I've been pretty busy um, so games have been a little bit on the back burner but hoping that that can change for all of us right because shit we haven't already played in a while we haven't already played together so I'm hoping that will change soon yeah
2: get that'd back. be nice man
1: get back on Warzone man I, Mark got back on it recently yeah <sighs>
0: I yeah. know I just it's I can't fun get back on PC, into dude. it. There's still a lot of oh, cheaters.
1: No, actually they've done yeah. a it, the cheating's actually gone down significantly over the last couple updates. Yeah, that's what I heard. Too. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, uh, so that's it's, not what I have heard. No, I have been playing pretty consistently and like I I there's a point in time where I literally couldn't play because there were so many cheaters and I'm playing on a console which drove me insane, but like I haven't noticed any cheating in the last probably like like I'd say month. Um so that's pretty good for for Warzone for uh being able to fix that. But Mark got back onto it, and uh, uh, campus plays occasionally, so, I mean, all if you want to hop on and do some uh, quads with us, we, you know, just put it out there. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> it's Maybe. so much easier okay. with, a, with a mouse, dude.
0: Only... Only if you can talk stocks while we play, <laughs> just drop dimes on us like knowledge. Hey man, hey man, <laughs> I, I, I'm
1: always willing to, to give, give give you my, my again money my my, thanks, my, <laughs> bro. You're so my Oh, you all your accounts, bud. My, my financial recommendations, like again, like I, me and the side, like we te- we've texted recently and I you know I, I recommended a stock for him and he invested in it and it's doing pretty well. But I, I, again, the idea of like you know being around friends and making sure that are enjoying each other's you know company and games the same way with finances. right like i want to make sure that if i'm doing well that my friends are doing well cuz this isn't like if i only one of us can can take it you know like, it's not like a pie where like i can you know i want the the lion's share share the pie everyone can you know make make money and i want to make sure that if if there's an opportunity to then my friends can get in this and and live comfortably and live happily and make sure that they have no financial fears that they're comfortable and you know you know about their uh, health of the financial future. So, again, if my friends eat, or if I eat, I hope my friends eat too. So, and the same way with video games, man. If I play, I want to play with my friends. Well, so
0: <laughs> that brings a tear to my man. <laughs> <laughs> so, we are just about up out of time here, and I, I want to ask a question here, right? And the spirit of today's conversation about investing and finance and building wealth today's question is pretty pretty simple but the question is what are your financial goals for 2021 if you wouldn't mind sharing let's go with chang first
1: um my financial goals for this year is to continue on the uh continue to grow my portfolio It, it it's this, I, I would say, even though 2020 has been tough in terms of just like the, the the impact on a lot of people with the pandemic, financially speaking, like it, it definitely has allowed a lot of people to to grow their wealth. Um, and it, it this is like a once in a lifetime situation where pandemics happen and impacts the market the way it did. But uh, I, I did pretty well in 2020. Like I'm sure a lot of people who got a chance to invest early uh, during the dip. Um, but even with that said, I want to continue to grow that continue that trend into 2021
0: nice yeah that's that's a good goal man john
2: um for me uh it's just really just try and actually start saving some money i mean i haven't really been able to save much the past couple years because it's been going to like uh wedding stuff and trying to save up for an apartment and just getting ready to move out you know my um my parents' house. So now that everything's kind of stabilized, I'm trying to save more because, you know, we plan on having a wedding, um, our church wedding next year. So just trying to save up for that.
0: There you go, man. Can't ever go wrong with saving.
2: Yeah.
0: And Dusty.
3: I think, uh, I got to build up my, uh, three to six month emergency fund, uh, I think 2019, I didn't work. I was off of a job because uh, uh, I couldn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So I was, I was off for a year yeah. pretty much. Mental health break. Mental health year break. Uh, so with that all gone. So that's when it happened. Like I just barely got a job and then the pandemic hit like right, right, literally like right after. So I wasn't able to capitalize on the uh, the market crashing um but you know ever since got a job on whatever debts we accrued it's all gone now so i think for 2021 just start to save it a little bit maybe like a few months of emergency and just invest a little bit more and then uh we'll see where that takes
1: me we'll see what happens but this is just a start now for me. hey man congrats on being debt free man that's a it's a big milestone for a lot of people financially so that's a congratulations oh yeah thanks yeah
0: and and like Cheng said, it's never too late to invest. Like, don't feel like you missed out on the crash because, even at the high point, you're st- you can still, yeah, benefit.
1: The, the, don't feel like you missed out on the boat because there's plenty of boats to, to hop on. <laughs> Aldo, what about uh, you? for
0: me, my goal for my financial goal for 2021 is very specific, like to the T. Like, and I I give a lot of credit to soon to be wifey. <laughs> that it's a very specific budget, but, or a very specific savings plan. Right. So I'm going to finish saving for the wedding. Right. Cause then I've been, I've I've kind of put myself into a position where I've, I've had savings, right. I've had that rainy day fund, um, you know, for something like this. And, and so finish saving for the wedding because fucking weddings are expensive as fuck, as, as we probably, a lot of, you know, um, but also you know save for you know future house and you know continue to invest so i want to try to basically give my money a job right so that i can grow in some kind of way um, and really try to kind of minimize like and clamp down on like unnecessary spending um, which you know it it's sometimes kind of tempting right when you see when you do have something saved up and you're like oh like, you know it's you when you have the mentality that ah, just a little bit here and there is not going to do any harm and then it kind of starts to it's like having a, po- a hole in your pocket right some of the funds start to kind of slip out a little bit so those are my um sort of initial or that's those are my uh, goals for 2021 we'll see how how it goes man and let's try to make that money you know what i mean <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I, I have i have all the confidence rolled in the the guys in this group and and the guy and the guys in you know our uh, group chat that we're gonna be doing pretty well this year so um, you know s- sending everyone here the positive vibes for for all their goals and uh, I I have very strong confidence in everyone here to to be able to meet and succeed those or, or uh, surpass those
0: absolutely well said man you're making me cry kid <laughs> this is this has been a wonderful podcast you know Andrew thank you so much for joining us again and dropping all that knowledge. Uh, about the the stock investment game um and yeah it's been it's a, been a pleasure having you back man we want to have you back again very soon uh and be playing again very soon um but on that note you know anything else john and mark you guys want to add to that uh, nah. nah
2: man just <laughs> everyone just stay safe still uh we're getting closer for Going back to not how it was, but, you know, to a better place and what it is now. So just hang tight.
0: Hang tight. Be safe. Build your wealth. And also enjoy yourself by playing video games. So you can find or tell your friends about our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn.com, and our website at Iamthepodcastnow.com. You can also submit questions at questions at com. Ask questions about the stock, and we'll have Chang answer them live on the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it for now. Thank you all. Have a, a wonderful rest of your February. We'll see you in March. We out. We out. Peace.